You're listening to Blind Entrepreneurship, an interview series podcast that highlights the stories of the top business professionals around the world. In each episode, we explore how entrepreneurs overcame blindness in business in order to execute their vision. is brought to you by Penji. I am your host, Jonathan Krasbowski, and today we have Wayne Kimmel on the show. Wayne is a sports tech venture capitalist, entrepreneur, and author of Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel. He is the managing partner of 76 Capital, the venture capital company he founded in 1999, and invests in startup consumer-facing tech companies in the sports tech, esports, and sports betting industries. His portfolio companies have been acquired by companies like Aramark, Intel, IBM, Walgreens, and even Yahoo. His partners at 76 Capital are John Powell, a leading real estate executive, and Ryan Howard, MLB legend and World Series champion. Wayne's team recently launched the 76 Capital Athlete Venture Group, which is something that um, you'll hear shortly, uh, really, really interesting, and I highly recommend Googling it and researching it on your own terms. Um, but it allows professional athletes to invest, learn, and work directly with top sports tech startups and entrepreneurs. Um, athlete group venture athlete venture group members include Ryan Howard, DeMarco Murray, Ralph Sampson, and Brian Westbrook. Um, 76 Capital has also has a partnership with Rubicon Talent and sports marketing and talent agency based in New York City. Wayne has been named a top innovator in Philadelphia Magazine as one of the uh, is on Philadelphia Business Journal's Power 100 list. This is another episode that was on location at WeWork, so thank you to WeWork for sponsoring um, and allowing us the opportunity to use the space. Um, again, like last week's, this episode is great because it allows the storytelling to be done in person, and not only is it going to be a digital front, but also a physical front, and I think that's just the, the pure balance of just what a great story is. And the interactions that we had are uh, a lot of fun. Um, the questions and the answers were raw and, and you know, true and real. Um, I wish that we, again, one of those things where you wish you had more time and you could dive a little bit deeper. Um, I wish the, the answers uh, were um, a little bit more specific to the end-all, be-all of the, of the question. But as in front of a large audience, you, you have to give the people what they, uh, what they want. And at the end of the day, it's about that hustle, that grit mentality that uh, Wayne so eloquently uh, speaks about. Um, you'll be able to learn more about the book and buy the book that we talk about specifically um, in the show notes. So feel free to check it out. But enjoy today's episode with Wayne Kimmel. Today's episode is sponsored by Penji. Are you in charge of marketing for your business and need graphic design support? Let Penji design anything you need for your business, from a logo to your marketing materials, sales sheets, social media content, and so much more. Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design support, daily output, and a dedicated project manager, all at one flat monthly rate. We have an exclusive offer to the Blind Entrepreneur community. Head over to penji.co and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month. Again, that's penji.co. P-E-N-J-I dot C-O and use the coupon code BLIND for 15% off your first month of Penji. And now, let's get to today's episode. So, Wayne, welcome to the show. And I always start the podcast off with a is it true based question. And he has no idea about this question 
Uh, so this is going to be an honest, an honest answer here. So is it true that before you were introduced like the way that you did today, and in front of large crowds as a speaker, a VC, uh, a law school graduate, and even an author, your original bio used to be, and now, starting at Tattnall School Hornets, hailing from Wilmington, Delaware, number 21, Wayne Kimmel. That is true. Very cool. So tell us about that experience. Well, well first of all, um, I hope we ha have a great conversation, and, and I'm really excited to do this with you. And um, You know, back in, you know, growing up in Wilmington, Delaware, um, I, I had a great opportunity to play you know, both basketball and baseball and football, and just, just those experiences are, are amazing, and, and it's something that I'll never forget, but certainly never had the opportunity to play at the level that some of my guys in my athlete venture group and my partner Ryan have played at. But you know, just sports is something that I think is really important, and I think it, it sets a, it's a it's a great thing for for young people to do and play because you you learn a lot uh, playing on a, in a on a team, playing in sports, competing because that's what business is all about. You know, business is all about you know being able to learn to to have ups and downs you know, wins and losses. Like, you're not just gonna always win. You know, in, in sports, you never win every game. You don't hit a home run every single time. And you have to get used to sometimes getting knocked down. You have to get used to missing a shot. You have to get used to striking out. Because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in business. It's gonna happen in life. And playing, you know, sports is something that I think is, is, is a really, is a great teacher. It's a great, you know, opportunity for you to learn about all the things that can happen within the business world. Absolutely, and, and just out of personal curiosity, uh, this is a podcast that is as much for everybody else, but also to, to cure my curiosity as well. What position did you play? In basketball, I was a guard. Nice, very cool. And uh, baseball, I played first base. Very cool. Not like Ryan, though, no. he's much better. <laughs> so let's, we have to set the record straight uh, before everybody that may be looking for investment that is currently um, listening right now, what are the types of businesses and startups that 76 Capital invests in? Well, at 76 Capital, we're a sports tech venture capital fund that invests in startup companies in the sports tech space, in the esports industry, as well as in the sports betting industry. So we're all about sports, we're all about entrepreneurs that are looking to do innovative things that are trying to transform industries um, that are smart people, that are nice, and they want to do really, really big things to potentially change the world. And, and that's something that we, we really stress at, at 76 Capital is it's all about the kind of people that we invest in. You know, the entrepreneurs that are in these industries, um, it's more about, more important who they are and what they're all about. And, and how we can work with them and, and, and really build great businesses together. So some of the uh, most notable names that you've invested in is Whistle Sports, Reverb Nation, Shot Tracker, and Philly's own Nerd Street Gamers. Uh, what did all three of those companies have in common that allowed you to invest in them? Well, I think the key, like I was saying just before, the key is has been the entrepreneur. And when you look at the entrepreneur, so we use John Fazio as an example, who's the CEO of Nerd Street Gamers. And Nerd Street Gamers is one of the, I mean, it's, I'm so proud to, to talk about how, how well John and Rob Johnson and his whole team and their whole team have, have built such 
one of the leading esports companies in the country. And you know, when I first met John, I just knew that I wanted to be in business with a person like him. Uh, it wasn't even about the fact that it wasn't that it was just he was esports. It was like this person. I want to. I want to work with this person. I won't mind if this guy calls me at eleven o'clock at night, or we're working, you know, late into the night together because it's the kind of person that I really was enjoyed being around. And you know, John himself has such an interesting story. You know, he was. He talked about how, you know, growing up he was a great soccer player, but at the same time he was. A nerd in the sense that he loved to play video games and he said he could never figure out how to get his friends who love video games and who love chess and who loved you know to get to hang out with his his, his, his friends who were in the um, who were on the soccer team and you know through esports now all these worlds have come together and to just see what he's done to see what happened this past weekend here in Philadelphia I mean, we had you know the the grand finals of, of the Overwatch tournament. We had 12,000 people at the Wells Fargo Center watching kids play video games against each other. Phenomenal that happened here in, in Philadelphia. Last week also we broke ground um, with Comcast Spectacore to build you know, the, the number one esports arena in the Western Hemisphere. And we did that here in Philadelphia. Uh, also last week, you know, we, we opened up the first esports arena inside of the Wells Fargo Center. It's the first time that's ever happened before to have an esports arena inside of, a, of another arena. And that's something that, you know, I think just from a Philly perspective, I'm really proud that, that, that it's, all, it's all happened here. But at the same time, just so happy and so thrilled to, to have had an opportunity to invest and now work so closely with an entrepreneur like John Fazio. So let's take, because um, I, I, I want to go a little bit deeper in, in the conversations that you had with, let's just say, we we'll use Nerd Street because they are the, uh, the most popular right now, but the conversations that you had to prep the entire team for these huge decisions. You know, what were some of those conversations like that you know, maybe if you have an example that we can take from so we can prepare for ourselves for those same conversations that you know, everybody, everybody may have seeking capital today? I think one of the big things that we talk, you know, I, I, I talk about with John as well as you know, all the CEOs in our portfolio is it's all about being bold and doing something really big and, and having, quite frankly, having no fear. And you know, almost it's almost like you know stepping, you know stepping off the ledge, and you don't know if there's a step there or not. You don't know, but 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 you gotta go for it, right? And, and that's the one thing that I think is, as an investor, in in you know as a good investor at least, will give the entrepreneurs, will give the CEOs the confidence to do really go big things. And that's and, and that's what I you know I, I tell John and I tell all of our CEOs all the time. We're there for you. We make an investment in 76 Capital into a company, we jump on your side of the table. We roll up our sleeves, we're with you. Our contacts become their contacts. You know, our relationships become their relationships. Anything that we can do to help them move forward and be successful, that's what we do. And I think like that, that thing about being, being bold and, being, and, and going and doing things that just other people think are crazy. You know, I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, to be a to be a really 
good entrepreneur, to be someone that's gonna do something that is truly innovative, you've got to do crazy things. You've got to step out on the ledge. You've gotta do things that other people will say to you, oh my God, that'll never work. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. And I'll tell you a story about that. I mean, so, you know, one of the first investments that I made almost 20 years ago now was in a company called Seamless Web, which is now public as Grubhub. A few people around here have heard of that company and have probably used that to order some food online. But I gotta tell you, almost, you know, about 20 years ago when we made that investment, people said, wait a second, why do I need to order food online? It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Like you just pick up your phone and you call in your order or you fax it in. And it's like, nice. Now it's like fax, what are you talking about? You know, young people tell you, never even seen a fax machine before. Certainly never faxed anything, who faxes anything? I love when I get someone's business card and there's a fax number on there. Oh yeah. yeah it's like, you, get a new, you should get a new card. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing, right? So you try to do things that really push the limits. And if you're truly gonna do something as an entrepreneur, and really wanna do something that's the next, next thing, You've got to do that. You've got to go after. You got to. You got to do things that are just that just don't make sense to other people, but that make sense to you. You know what's. You're able to sort of see the future. Something that um, that constantly comes up in from what I read and from what I hear talking to people is that you you're on the side of like you know go do jump so to speak, and then you have the other side which is potentially the family members and potentially like the friends that are telling them no. You know, how how would you what would you recommend psychologically to be able to prepare for both sides? Well, it's it's so true. I mean, on, on many cases, you know, we'll 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 talk with with CEOs of ours, and and they'll say, you know, my my fiance doesn't think I should do this, or you know, my mom thinks I'm crazy. Like this is really not this is not this is not going to you know, she doesn't think it's going to work. You know, but again, we're we're there. We always say that we're, we're there for you, right? That's that's what we're all about. We're not here, you know, it, certainly it, what we do at 76 Capital and the kinds of companies that we invest in, we're not looking for companies that are just gonna hit singles and, and doubles, right? I mean, having a partner like Ryan Howard, I can say this, right? I mean, we, we try to hit grand slams. I mean, we're trying to do really, really big things. And we try to make sure in, in all situations when we make investments in companies that they want to do those things. And they're, 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 we want them to go for it. Like we want them to go for it. We also know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, there may be times when they'll strike out. There may be times when things won't work out. But we're not gonna you know, come to a board meeting or call them up and say, what the hell's going on with you? Like what is that? Like what's, what's wrong with you? No, I want to see them taking shots. You gotta take shots. You know, one of my good friends is a, is a basketball coach, and he's, he's, he's now actually the, the number two guy at, at Temple under Aaron, Aaron McKee, and he always talks about it. He's like, you know, like, he could play the greatest defense in the world, but if you're not making shots, scoring, scoring, you know, scoring points, no one's gonna see you. No one knows who you are. Right? You gotta take shots. And if you don't, like, what are you, what are you doing out there? I mean, quite frankly, you know, talked about earlier, what, what do I care about in trying to make this world a better place and do really big things, right? I mean, and we do, and we, I care about that deeply. And, but to try to make this world a better place, you've gotta go for it. You gotta do things. You gotta do things to tr truly try to make this world a better place. Don't just sit back with your ideas and, and, and not do anything. 
you got to push things forward, and 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 that's 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 another big thing that we always talk about. Uh, so you were once a 29-year-old law law school student uh, graduate, and you had uh, let's just assume very little to zero connections, and now you're a lot further along in the the BC firm and a ton of connections and friends. So I'd like to lay the foundation and build a roadmap for people. If these are if people out here that are listening right now with maybe very little to no connections, um, what can we do today outside of being bold, outside of taking risks? What can we do from like a practical standpoint to you know meet a professional like your like yourself? Well, it's a it's a great question, and and I'll tell you you know I, you know I, I think back to those days literally every day when I wake up in the morning and I, I do the same routine that I did back then that I do now. And I fill my right pocket up with business cards. And my goal every single day is to empty my right pocket and fill up my left pocket with new contacts. And I wrote, I wrote about this in my book, you know, which was called Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, and I talk about the stories of how I would go to places like this and I would show up with my right pocket filled with business cards and my left pocket empty. And my whole goal was to make as many contacts as possible. Try to take those contacts and then turn those contacts into relationships. And a lot of the places I used to go to were you know, um, some of the top restaurants or hotels in, 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 in the city where other business people were eating and having these really nice meals. And in many of those cases, you know, there were breakfast meetings and they would be maybe sitting there and eating a, a beautiful 18 plus dollar omelet. And I'd say, man, someday I'd like to come in here and actually get one of those nice $18 omelets. I wonder what an $18 omelet even tastes like, right? But like, how, do you, how, did I, how are you gonna get in there, right? How am I gonna someday get from standing at the, the host stand to actually being at one of those tables and being able to buy an $18 omelet and have someone else sitting there with me and doing that. And something that I think about all the time, and, and it's, it, to me, it's all about then taking the contacts that you make, working and trying to help those people that you connect with, trying to take those contacts, turn them into relationships, and help them, and try to then truly make this world a better place. So one of the things I actually have for, for you, as well as you know, every, everybody here today is one of the things that I always talk about. So I used to take those those cards and I would keep them and put them in my shoebox, right? This was kind of my goal. I would say all my gold would go inside of my shoebox. I like my sneakers. And as a kid now, these are my son's shoes, way bigger than mine. And you know, he, he would he would you know he would say, so I would keep the, those contacts and put them in the box. But today I got something else. So here I got some of these. Let me throw these out there to you guys. That's all. That's all. Here you go. These are some of my my. Uh, uh, if you, these are some uh, really cool mints uh, that uh, happy to got them back there. Sorry, heads up. Everyone get some. Back row. Here we go. Here we go. Um, the camera guy. Hold on. Here we go. So, but I mean, for for me, like you know, this is this is something that if you're gonna if you're gonna do it. If you're going to be successful, and you're really going to go try to make it, you got to put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there and get in the mix. And if you don't really want to make it, then you don't have to get in the mix. You can always just, you know, work your job, go home, sit on your couch, and hang out. That's all good. 
but like what you've done here, you know, bringing people out, put, creating this sense of community, allowing other people to meet each other. Good things happen when these types of things happen. And this is what it's all about to me. So what you're saying is that a relationship is more than just a LinkedIn message that's templated. Is that what you're saying? Oh, 100%, but I will tell you something. Because I get about 100 of those a day, so. But, but here's the thing. I think LinkedIn's amazing, Absolutely. okay? LinkedIn is amazing. So is Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. They're all amazing platforms, but they're just one part of the, of it, of the whole picture. It's you get an opportunity you should, I mean, to digitally connect with someone. The fact that you don't have to have a Rolodex today, that you actually don't have to put business cards in a shoebox, use those, use those places as your Rolodex, but also use them to try to expand your network. Try to figure out how you can actually take some of those contacts that you have that you get on LinkedIn. Some of those, I mean, it's, in some cases, it's just like it, it may be a templated thing, but it's like, wow, I would love to meet that person at some point. And then you see that person maybe at a certain event, maybe they're in your city, maybe they and, and then you have an opportunity to actually go and meet those people in person. And if you, you use it as a, as a step, like as a step, or you meet someone in a setting like this, link in with them, and then stay in touch with them, and see what's going on in their life. You may find out that they have a baby, they started a new job, they just sold their company, they're going public, they're, they're hiring and you want to work for that company. You just never know. You never know. Um, I'm a huge fan of processes, right? And so when you meet somebody, uh, and this might be too inside baseball, so if it is, let me know. Um, but when you meet somebody and you want to remember that they have a kid, or you want to remember that their favorite uh, wine bottle is red uh, from the region of Bordeaux, is there a way that you remember that? Is there a way that you jot it down? Um, feel free to add on. Well, that's the key. Yeah. Like what you just said, actually knowing something about someone. You know, like Michael, as an example, who's here at the audience, right? We both went to the University of Maryland. We'll never forget that. You know, that's our thing. That's our thing that we're always connected because of that. So, you know, if you take a look at my, my you know, contacts, you see Michael Weiss, you'll see University of Maryland alone. And that's how we, you know, that's a way for us to, to remember each other. You know, it's, it's, it's also, it's like, you know, in some cases you'll, you just, you figure out ways that you can remember other people and also allow people to remember you. Um, I think that's, that's part of the key. I mean, I start, you know, I talk about this at the beginning of my book. I talk about this situation where I was gonna go into this really, really tough negotiation. And I could not figure out how I was gonna kind of get through this negotiation and, and, and hopefully you know, come out with a, with a, good, a good result for, for one of my companies. And what it ended up turning out to was that we ended up both being you know, um, alums at the University of Maryland, back to Maryland again, right? And it, it literally, that's, that's what happened. And when we started talking about basketball and the game the night before and all those types of things, you know, it was like our guards his guard at least, they, they dropped. We were able to have a good conversation. And I think that's the thing in business. And business is all about trying to find that common ground, trying to find a way that you can have a normal conversation, just like you're talking to a friend. Um, and if you can have that kind of conversation with someone in business, you 
you figure out ways to work together. You figure out ways to solve some problems. The uh, three components of the book that you talk about are networking, entrepreneurship, and giving back. Um, why do you think all three of those are as equal of importance? Well, you know, I, I talk about in my book why it's so important every single day to think like an entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is you gotta go out there and you gotta explore the world. You gotta think about, you know, looking at things differently and, and trying to, you know, just try to make this world a better place, right? I mean, you wanna just sort of think entrepreneurially and, and, and think innovatively. I think that's an important thing to do every single day. And at the same time, it's like while you're out there, the opportunity to go and meet people and network and, and, and make connections. And then again, as I said, turn those connections into relationships. And then it's all about helping others. You know, I think I've been really fortunate. You know, my mom and dad, you know, constantly drilled that into our heads that it's all about helping others. You know, look, as we all know, like you could have a really bad day. You could have the worst day ever. You know, all of us have really, really bad days. We feel terrible about ourselves. Oh my God, it's the worst day ever. But you know what? That same day when you're having that worst day ever, there's someone else out there that's having a worse day. And you can actually make their life better and help them. And I think that's our responsibility. And that's something that I now teach my children, and I hope my children will teach their children, and I hope we have the opportunity in these kinds of settings to share that with others, to truly try to make other people, help other people, make them better, make them happier, make this world a place that is, is the best place in the world. And I think that's our responsibility from a business perspective. I think this is opportunity, our, our responsibility as just human beings to just, because you know what? It's like when you work with people, I'm sure people are with, with you and, and in your company, like if you have the, a really good relationship in your, in your, in your you know, you try to help your team do better. Things actually go the right way. They really do. Uh, if you listen to any of the episodes that I record, I, I tend to go off script. And I also tend to go off a of vibe. And so this is a vibe question. Um, one of the questions that I had was about changing the world. I'm just going to ask it now. At the end of the day, if, if you were to kind of just like, you know, recap, what would be that defining moment to you that would, would, would be your definition of changing the world? One of the things that I enjoy the most is the opportunity as a venture capitalist to invest in entrepreneurs and invest in people that have these amazing ideas. And I love to kind of sit back help as much as possible, but really sit back and watch them be successful. And to me, that's what it's all about. What it's all about is like, we just wanna be that fuel to help those, and whether it's our capital, whether it's our contacts or relationships, or if it's maybe a little bit of expertise or knowledge within the industry, those are the kind of things you kind of do, but then the greatest thing in the world is to sit back and see the entrepreneur be successful. And to me, once you, when you do those types of things and then also infuse the, hopefully the, they're doing the right thing. And you know, we talked about earlier about John Fazio from, from Nerd Street. He talks about making the esports industry accessible to everyone. 
you know, the, it may, you know, allowing anyone and everyone to be able to play on the greatest computers in the world, and allowing everyone to do that. That's the kind of stuff that we love to be involved with. Those are the kinds of people we have. A, one of our companies you mentioned earlier, Shot Tracker. They want to, you know, basically, you know, just like there's Wi-Fi everywhere. They want to make sure. You know, they, one of their big things is making every basketball court in the in the in the country smart, so that you can now, you know, after you're done playing, all your stats, all all your information's on your phone or on your computer back. I mean, that's one of their big things they want to go do. Um, but for for us, it's it's these are these are the kinds of things that really mean a lot to us. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, speaking of that, you can't necessarily change the world or make an impact unless you have people that help you. And a lot of those people are uh, are in your athlete venture group, which I think is incredibly interesting and game changing from a personal standpoint. Uh, which is people like Ryan Howard, Demarco Mary, Brian Westbrook, Ralph Sampson, and I'm sure you'll add plenty more into that list. Um, how involved are these individuals into the process of finding the right company versus the you, the venture capitalist, the expert? Well, it's the coolest thing in the world to get an opportunity to work with these amazing athletes. And here's why. Not because, well, certainly love these guys from what they did on the field. I mean, like a, a Ryan Howard being, a, being from Philadelphia, the fact that he brought us a World Series championship back in 2008, you can't, you know, you can't even, I can't even imagine, you know, what my, you know, what all of our lives in Philly would have been like without not having that. So it, it's amazing to work with him around that. But at the same time, the thing that's most, I think, I think one of the things that a lot of people don't recognize with these amazing professional athletes is what they can actually do in business. And this, the kinds of traits and things that they had to have to be so successful on the court and on the field, those same traits, that passion, the desire, the drive, the persistence, once they get knocked down, they gotta get back up. You strike out, you gotta get back up, back up to the plate the next inning. Those are the types of things that you need those types of traits. You need those types of characteristics to be successful in business. And so what we do is we match up our athletes. So when Brian Westbrook speaks at a, at a venture capital conference, and there is, you could hear a pin drop because he's, he's just giving so many unbelievable pearls of knowledge out about how being a professional football player translates into the business world. Because again, all those traits that you need to be successful on the field, you need those same exact traits to be successful in the business world or be an entrepreneur. So to see, to see the, the, the magic that occurs when an athlete sits across the table from an entrepreneur or CEO of our companies is incredible. The type of, you know, it's like it's, you automatically you get, you get, get muscles, you feel, you feel powerful because Ryan Howard just told me that I can do this. And, and he said that I should just, it's all right, like it's okay, I, you know, things, things are gonna be all right, you're gonna, you're gonna be all right. And, and, and we're going to help you. And so to have these these guys not just be um, just for marketing purposes or for advertising, certainly they help a lot. But what they can actually do from from a pers the perspective of helping the companies, also finding opportunities. You know, the other as you said earlier, talking about finding opportunities. A lot of our athletes 
because they are who they are, people send them deals. People send them the next, next thing in sports. And they say to them, you know, we'd love for you to invest in this thing. Well, a Brian Westbrook or a Ralph Sampson, they'll, they'll send those, they send those deals to our team at 76 Capital. Our investment team goes through those deals, looks at those opportunities, gets on the phone with our guys from our athlete venture group and said, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, getting them involved is something that is is absolutely amazing. And again, it's this incredible win-win-win all the way around. I think it's a really interesting balance from a business perspective. Um, I remember back, back way back when, when I had to get an autograph, one of my most famous ones was Cal Ripken Jr. And I remember putting my hand out and getting that autograph. And now the autograph has kind of been obsolete. It's now turned into selfies. Yeah. And so now I'm waiting for the next revolution, which be rather than the autograph and then the selfie, it's now the pitch. Do you feel as if that, that could be the next thing where instead of getting these autographs and asking for these selfies, is people actually pitching these these stars, these athletes about their next idea? I think you hit it. I think it's exactly what where we are today. I mean, today's athletes are super smart. First of all, you can't get a job. You can't get drafted if you're dope. They're not gonna. They're not just. I'm sorry. Like you're gonna throw you off the team. Like you're not gonna keep. You know. First of all, you won't know the plays. You won't know. You got. You gotta be. And most of them, are pretty good guys. I mean, just. And 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 the other thing is, is that what's what's crazy about all this is that. You know, if they're lucky, they make it into their 30s, and then they either get retired or quit, or I could get cut, I should say. No one just quits, okay? No, very few. And then their money managers, in many cases, say to them, all right, you made a lot of money. We'll just, just sit there, go home, sit with your spouse, hang out with your kids, and uh, watch TV. And don't do anything. We'll manage your money, you know, we'll make your money last forever. But wait a second. You've been working your you know what off all these years, training and trying to build and do the, the most incredible things ever. I mean, to, to play at a professional level in whatever sport is so, so hard. And now you tell that individual, just go home and sit on the couch. You go crazy. But what we say to them is, hey, listen, here's an opportunity for you to use the same kinds of things that you made you successful on the field or on the court, and let's go do that in the business world together. And by the way, let's go do that in the sports industry. Let's go do that in industries that you actually know something about. Let's get involved in things. If you like gaming, okay, great. You know, so as an example, one of, our, one of the guys who was, you didn't mention earlier in our athlete venture group is a guy by the name of Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders is a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. And he's involved in, our, in Nerd Street Gamers. He's our, he's actually works with us in our Denver location. And, and Emmanuel is a huge gamer. And he loves, he, he actually, after, after the Monday night game like two weeks ago, when he, he had that really great touchdown, he's playing Apex that night with John Fazio, right? I mean, like, how cool is that, right? I mean, like, they're, out, they're, on, they're online together, like, just playing, playing games. But he now is not only just a spokesperson for us, he's an, he's an owner, he's an investor, he's involved with us in the business, and he loves it. And we love having him involved because, again, he brings that same passion, that desire, that drive, that persistence, the, 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 you know, he's just fired up about what we're doing. And 
when he decides to go play a game and walk into a local host in Denver, you know, they, social media lights up. It doesn't light up when one of us just walk in, you know? And, and, it, and it's something that's really exciting to have those kinds of guys involved with us. And then, it, and then at the same time, it also is, is great because it, it enables, it's a win-win for both of us. It really is. That's awesome. Um, as we wrap things up, and we're gonna head over to Q&A, um, but I have to talk about Philly because we are here, even though this is a worldwide podcast that's being recorded. Um, you, we talked about nursery gaming quite a bit. We talked about esports, but I wanna hear from your perspective, the ecosystem and the startup ecosystem in Philadelphia. Is it on the caliber of Silicon Valley? Is it on the rise? Can you raise the same amount of capital from a Silicon Valley versus you know, a place like Philadelphia? I think Philly is an amazing town. And I think that our, you know, overall entrepreneurial ecosystem has just gotten better and better and better every year. Um, there are, you know, I think there's, there's some really amazing stories of entrepreneurs who have built companies in this town. Um, the, the one story that I, I you know, the, I think the two biggest stories, right? I mean, you think about what's, what's, what's really been built and, and it's, it, to me, it's, it's, it's not like look at entrepreneurship as pure tech, right? But at the same time, look at, just look what a guy like Brian Roberts has been able to do and how he's built that business of Comcast here in Philadelphia and, and what he's done. Then you look at a Michael Rubin and what he's done with, with Kinetic and, and Fanatics and all the things that he's involved with amazing, amazing stories what they've been able to build. Um, and there's great tech entrepreneurs as well. Um, we're so proud of what we've done, you know, with, with my partners, John Powell and Ryan Howard and Chad Stender, who was on your show here, and, and Jess, uh, David. I mean, we're so thrilled of what we're, being, we're, we're building right now at 76 Capital. We want to continue to invest in more and more entrepreneurs in Philly and all over the country who want to do big things. And I think that this is the time now to do that. There are two incredible industries right now that we're looking for entrepreneurs in every single day. We're trying to find more entrepreneurs who want to do the next, next thing in the esports industry. We're looking for more entrepreneurs who want to do things in the sports betting industry. It's one of the things we really didn't talk about a lot, but we have now what's happened in the sports betting industry to me is so similar to what happened in the internet 20 years ago. The excitement, the amount of money that will be in this industry moving forward, the amount of people that bet on everything, whether that's esports, whether that's, you know, go over to you know, the UK where I was last week and they're betting on everything. They're already betting on our presidential election. They'll bet on anything over there. But that's also what goes on and, that, and that's now becoming legal here in the US. In the U.S., up until last May 14th of, of last year, you know, it was illegal to bet outside of the state of Nevada on sports. And now we're sitting here on October 1st of 2019, and you have 13 states that have legalized sports betting. You have 19 states that have passed laws. In 2020, you're going to have probably another six or seven states that will that will pass laws as well, maybe even more. And then all of a sudden, you've got this big industry. And if you talk to Adam Silver, who's the you know, the, the commissioner of the NBA talks about that the sports betting industry could be a $500 billion industry. We started as a $5 billion industry in Nevada. That's all that it was in Nevada. 
I mean, five billion is not, I wouldn't, you know, we could split that up if you want. But I mean, like, but it's not so bad, right? But, but when you think about five billion to $500 billion, what's gonna happen there? What will, who, who's gonna own that market? Will it just be the, the incumbent companies, the big incumbent casinos and sports books or casino tech companies? Are they gonna be the ones that own this? Or will it be the entrepreneurs? will be the entrepreneurs that look at this industry in a whole new light, who will build the Amazons and the Facebooks and the Googles of the sports betting industry. And wow, we have seen some incredible things within that industry. We've invested in some major, major you know, companies within that industry to date. And we're so excited about what's happening. We see things in all different areas because there's opportunities to think about what's gonna happen with the data side of this industry, what's gonna happen with the data analytics piece of this industry, the media side of the industry, the, you, know, you think about what's gonna happen from an integrity perspective, and will there be a NASDAQ of the sports betting industry? Will there be a true market in this industry? There are things that just like are incredible, and there are very, very few investment companies that are investing in the entrepreneurs right now. We're one of them at 76 Capital. We want to be in the middle of that, meeting the next great entrepreneurs in those spaces, helping them to hopefully become one of the great, you know, great companies within that within the industry. And it's something that we just are, are extremely excited about. To me, this is this is like the 90s all over again like with the internet. I mean, I, I get so excited on, on a daily basis about what's happening here. You know, it's 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 the it's the sports side, it's the tech side, it's the entrepreneurial spirit, and and, and it's it's amazing to see what ha what's happening now. And look, for the most part, you know, what else is out there from a live perspective today? You know, news is not what it used to be, unfortunately. I mean, it used to be news and sports were the two only things you would you know turn on your TV or watch live. Now who watches news? You know, this is what we said you were going to get into earlier. But I mean, you know, one watches news. It's just two talking heads yelling at each other all day. Right? No one wants to watch that. So it's like, so what? What do we all go to? We all go to sports. We're excited about sports, and whether that's traditional sports or esports. But and then, how do you engage in that in that world? You play it, you watch it, and now you can bet on it. That's awesome. Um, I'm saying it's on record because I, tru I truly believe this, and not just because I love Chad as much as I do, um, but I do believe 76 Capital is probably on the leading edge of, of new, a new, a fresh approach to investing. And uh, I couldn't be more happy that you're on the show, so thank you. And if, if you'd like to learn more about yourself, uh, if, if people would like to learn more about you, if people would like to learn more about 76 Capital, um, where can they go ahead and follow you and also buy a book, uh, which you uh, so amazingly produced? Well, thank you. I mean, you can find out you know, anything about us at 76capital.com. Um, also, you know, my book, Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, is available on Amazon and Audible and all those other places. Um, again, we, we want to meet you. Like, we want to meet you. We want, if you are that entrepreneur that truly wants to innovate, truly wants to transform what's happening in the sports tech industry, in the esports industry, in the sports betting industry, we want to meet you. We want to see if there's opportunities for us to work together and try to build something really, really special. Because now is the time. Now is the time more than ever. So uh, thank you again. And, and if you guys want to hear this full podcast, and we're going to get to Q&A very shortly, but if you want to uh, 
hear the full podcast, head over to TBE, so tbeshow.com. All the links that were mentioned will be in the show notes, so if you forget them, you'll, you'll be able to see it in the email. I'd like to thank WeWork. They were absolutely amazing uh, for allowing us and giving us the space. And of course, the company uh, I work for, which is Penji, for making this possible. Uh, Naya's here, She's and, and Sakina, who's the director of partnerships at, at Penji. Those two made this possible, so thank you. Um, something that I always end in a very cheesy tagline is go out there and execute your vision and have a great day. I wish you all an amazing day. You've been listening to Blind Entrepreneurship brought to you by Penji. Our guest this week was Wayne Kimmel. Um, as we talked about, even though if you're, if you're not from Philly, uh, I understand that some of the conversation just may completely go over your head. And um, and I do apologize for that if you are not listening to this and you, uh, if you are listening to this and not from Philly. Um, but I, I do believe that you can still learn a lot. Uh, Google uh, Nursery Gaming, uh, since this episode has launched, even more um, partnerships have um, come, come through, through this uh, incredible portfolio company. Um, I, I think you guys can learn a lot, not only about esports, but just the way that the industry is going and the way uh, that Wayne and his team are actually molding the business. Um, I, I think specializing, as you can see, is incredibly powerful. Um, and so feel free and head over to 76capital.com to learn more about Wayne and, and his team and what everything that they're doing. The, again, the link will be in the show notes uh, directly to uh, learn more about 76 Capital and buy his book. You can also just Google uh, Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel and it'll be right there. As for us, if you're interested in and in need an affordable graphic design solution for your business, head over to penji.co. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could share this podcast episode with a friend. Um, it, again, it's the only way that we can cure blindness in business. Thank you again to WeWork for making this all possible. Go out there and execute your vision. Everybody have a great rest of your day.